1: California is easing some of the pandemic restrictions put in place during the Omicron surge, including the statewide indoor mask requirement. KQED Politics correspondent Marisa Lagos reports.
2: The indoor mask requirement will expire February 15th, meaning that fully vaccinated Californians will no longer be required to mask in many public settings. Masks will still be required on public transit for everyone. Health officials also announced that starting Tuesday, visitors to long-term care facilities will no longer have to be fully vaccinated and have a negative COVID-19 test. Unvaccinated visitors will still have to show proof of a negative test. In announcing the loosening of restrictions, state health officials cited the sharp decline in cases since last month and said more changes will be announced in the coming week. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos.
1: That change will mainly affect counties that don't have their own local mask mandates, but those that do, like Los Angeles, can keep their rules in place. Health officials in L.A. introduced their own metrics on when the rules might be relaxed, but it's unlikely the county will reach those goals by next week. California's State Assembly approved a bill Monday to reinstate pandemic sick leave pay for most employees. Democratic leaders fast-tracked the supplemental sick leave proposal last month as the Omicron surge pushed coronavirus cases to record levels in California. If the Senate passes the bill and Governor Newsom signs it as expected, companies with more than 25 employees will have to pay for up to two weeks of extra sick leave for employees that test positive for COVID-19 or taking care of someone who's sick with the virus. A similar law was in effect last year but expired in September. The new legislation is retroactive to January 1st. A new bill would make it easier for school officials to find out whether a student has been vaccinated for COVID-19. The bill, introduced by San Diego Assemblywoman Akila Weber, would add COVID to the list of current required vaccines that are part of the California Immunization Registry. Right now, that registry includes vaccination status for chickenpox, measles, mumps, and rubella. Weber says she hopes this makes the process of keeping track of vaccinated students more streamlined for schools.
3: So they're relying on parents giving out that information. I'm a parent that's challenging um, to have to always look for the for the vaccines that that my kids have gotten Um, and so to have it in a system already is one less thing that schools have to worry about, one less thing that parents have to worry about.
1: Republican Assemblyman Kevin Kiley of Rockland said the bill raises privacy concerns. In a statement, he called it an affront to parental rights that would be used to, quote, target students based on the medical choices made by their families. And the fallout continues for California State University Chancellor Joseph Castro after an investigation found that in a previous job, Castro failed to discipline a senior administrator following a series of workplace harassment complaints. Cap Radio Scott Rod reports.
2: Before he was chancellor of CSU, Castro was president of Fresno State University. One of his administrators faced at least a dozen misconduct complaints, according to a recent investigation by USA Today. The report found Castro paid the administrator a quarter million dollars, plus full retirement benefits, to quietly separate from the university.
3: We absolutely have to investigate this
0: immediately.
2: Senator Connie Leva is chair of the state Senate Education Committee. She says if the reporting is accurate, Castro should resign.
0: It is just
3: outrageous that men continue to do these things and the women get left hung out to dry.
2: In a statement, Castro said he welcomes an investigation and recognizes the situation should have been handled better. For The California Report, I'm Scott Rodd in Sacramento.
1: Republican State Senator Brian Daly will announce his candidacy for governor this afternoon. Daly represents California's first district in the rural northeast corner of the state. He'll be one of the first Republicans to publicly challenge Gavin Newsom since the governor soundly defeated the effort to push him out of office during the recall election back in September. Daly has been critical of Newsom from his handling of the pandemic to wildfires and climate change. Here he is speaking to Fox 40 television late last year about the governor's rules on masking indoors.
2: Unfortunately, uh, since we've had the state of emergency, the legislature and the other branches of government have not been involved in uh, the process making. And the governor is using this as a bully pulpit and a dictatorship.
1: Daly went on to say that he wears masks whenever he can't social distance, but he also believes there needs to be more freedom to allow people to make their own choices. Other Republicans, including former San Diego mayor and recall contender Kevin Faulkner, have filed paperwork indicating they intend to run in November, but none have officially launched campaigns. A recall campaign led by extreme conservative groups to remove a Shasta County supervisor has succeeded. As KQED Politics editor Scott Schaefer explains, the target of the recall was himself a Republican.
0: Leonard Modi describes himself as a Reagan Republican, but to his critics in Shasta County, Modi was too liberal. The recall was spearheaded by a local militia and supported by those opposed to mask and vaccine mandates, along with supporters of gun owner rights. As of yesterday, the effort to remove Modi from office was ahead with a 56 percent yes to 44 percent no vote. Just over 100 ballots are yet to be counted. The leading replacement candidate is president of a school district in Shasta County. He was endorsed by recall proponents and promised to support their goals, such as fighting mandates from Sacramento. The group behind the recall at times resorted to threats and intimidation of people who disagreed with them. Supervisor Modi calls them, quote, extremists, anarchists, and white supremacists, who he said used lies and disinformation to remove him from office. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer.
1: The city of L.A. has put a pause on impounding cars for unpaid parking tickets. The directive follows a lawsuit that could shake up how L.A. enforces parking. KCRW's Tara Atrian has more. In a memo, the city of L.A. has ordered all parking enforcement personnel to immediately stop seizing cars that have accumulated five or more unpaid parking tickets at least for now. The temporary suspension comes as a Koreatown resident is suing the city for impounding her car, even though it was legally parked. The woman has dozens of unpaid tickets. According to her lawyer Donald W. Cook, a judge ruled last month that the city misinterprets federal and state laws to justify warrantless impounds.
2: Just because state law says you can do it, that don't make it right.
1: The city's attempt to dismiss the woman's suit failed, and the case will still go to court. The decision in that trial could reverberate across L.A.
3: Most of the people that the cities collect money from, like parking tickets, tend to be people at the lower rungs of the economic ladder.
1: The city will still tow vehicles for other reasons, including for improper parking or presenting a traffic hazard. For the California Report, I'm Tara Atrion in Los Angeles. Officials in Woodside and San Mateo County have backed down from their plan to sidestep Senate Bill 9, the state's new housing law, over concern for local mountain lions. KQED's Rachel Myro has more. The decision came just hours after Attorney General Rob Bonta sent a letter notifying the town he considered its memorandum a, quote, deliberate and transparent attempt to avoid complying with SB 9. He continued, do your part to increase the housing supply. If you don't, my office won't stand idly by. So now the wealthy suburb with a human population of 5,500 is accepting applications to densify its housing. The town statement says officials recently received guidance from the Department of Fish and wildlife that the entire town of Woodside cannot be considered mountain lion habitat. For the California Report, I'm Rachel Myro. And a new California law will require schools to expand their mental health instruction. As KPCC's Robert Gorova reports, educators say it would have been a welcome mandate before the pandemic, and it's even more so now.
2: Looking back on his high school days last decade in the San Gabriel Valley, stress was the only mental health topic that Matthew Dip remembers his teachers ever mentioning. But Dip does clearly remember his own struggles with mental health in his early teens. I was in the process of recognizing that I was queer, that I was gay, and not having the acceptance in my life and in my community to handle that realization. Dip says he had really deep anxiety from feeling like he had to hide his identity from his family and others. One day, Dip locked himself in his room, and his mom called 911 because she was worried he might hurt himself. Like six policemen came to our house, they kicked down my door, they handcuffed me. Dip says experiencing two psychiatric holds as a teenager traumatized him, and it inspired him to take action. While attending UCLA and getting more involved with dance groups, Dip helped start a nonprofit called Cypher. Now he visits schools all over LA County, teaching kids about mental health. Here he is at one of his workshops. So our mission is to destigmatize mental health through our urban dance workshops. And the way we do that is through one, increasing mental health literacy. But Dip still doesn't think schools are doing enough to teach kids about mental health. Hit TV shows, including Netflix's 13 Reasons Why and HBO's Euphoria, are taking up serious teen mental health issues. The other thing about depression is it kind of collapses
1: time. You find your whole days blending together to create one endless and suffocating loop.
2: So why aren't California schools doing more to demystify depression and other common mental health struggles? That's slated to change thanks to the state's new mental health education law, which will expand mental health curriculum for schools across the state. The new law requires the State Department of Education by 2024 to come up with a program for junior and high schools that covers symptoms of anxiety and depression and defines serious mental illnesses such as schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Adrian Shilton is director of public policy for the California Alliance, which supported the bill.
0: Like the young people were coming to us saying this is desperately needed, we want this, and we need your help.
2: Shilton says mental health education across the state varies widely from district to district. Part of the idea behind the new law is to provide some consistency and have mandated mental health instruction. While Shilton thinks it's a huge step in the right direction, she doesn't think the law goes far enough. For one, it only applies to schools that already have a dedicated health course. Forty percent of school districts don't teach health at all and won't be required to comply. Whittier Union High School District school psychologist Stephanie Murray says she would have liked the bill to include elementary schools, too.
0: If you can identify these things early before it becomes a crisis, that's just so much more beneficial and important.
2: Murray says since the beginning of the pandemic, she's seen a rise in anxiety among kids who are stressed out about everything from getting the virus to its effect on their parents financially. She also says kids are learning about suicide at a very young age.
0: Do you want them to hear it from a trusted adult or do you want them to hear it from the media or from kids?
2: Murray's push for education underscores alarming national statistics. In the first three quarters of 2021, Children's Hospital said ER visits for self-injury and suicide attempts or ideation in children was at a 42 percent higher rate than during the same period in 2019. We have students that are still struggling. Reynaldo Vargas is a psychologist with the Downey Unified School District.
0: Really letting students know where they can seek out the supports is going to be vital for them to start moving in the right direction.
2: Vargas says his district currently runs grievance, anxiety, and depression groups for students. He's not sure yet what the new required mental health curriculum might look like at his schools. For its part, the LA Unified School District, which offers health courses, said in a statement that it's still reviewing the implications of the law and how it will impact existing curriculum offerings. For mental health advocate Matthew Dipp, the increased awareness can't come soon enough. I'm just like, wow, if I had had this younger, I think that would have just built such a foundation so that when I was experiencing those hard times, I could have navigated it a lot better. For the California Report, I'm Robert Garova in Los Angeles.
1: And that's the California Report for Tuesday, February 8th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
0: Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The California Health Care Foundation – working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just health care system on the web at chcf.org slash health equity. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement.
1: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and
3: NPR. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years?